It's episode 72 of They Think It's All Over, and this week we have a Career in Kits special. That's right, it's episode 72 of They Think It's All Over, the Football Shirt Show. I'm Adrian Football Shirtalia. Who's joining me this week? It's Mike at Footy Shirts. And it's Tom at ShirtFan. Who? Yeah, is this is this where we insert that Conor McGregor, who the fuck is that guy, gift? <laughs> yeah, I'm back. I've served my suspension, but what you don't know is I've been here all, of, all along hiding in the, the laundry basket a la Jose Mourinho, <laughs> listening to everything. So, Tom, what have you been up to? Come on, tell us what shirts you put, picked up over the last few weeks then. We've not had a proper catch-up with you. So, you might have seen on Twitter, I was in Lisbon last month for a stag do, and I squeezed in. I was the best man, so I was arranging everything. And I did manage to squeeze in a stadium tour of the Deleuze, which is Benfica Stadium. Of course, had to go into the club shop, and I bought the home shirt for this season. It's their 120th year shirt. It's really nice. I'm sure everyone's seen it. It's got like a collar a bit like those Futura Nike ones from 2019 just a really nice shirt my first Benfica shirt bloody pricey though while we were there but and Pedro mentioned this when we spoke to Felipe about Portuguese football shirts a couple of weeks back they do in Portugal sell a lower or a, a less pricey shirt and it's official but it doesn't have the manufacturer branding on it so it's exactly the same, made in exactly the same way, but without the Adidas logo and without the free stripes on the collar, on the on the sleeves. And that was available for 50 euros, which was a third of the price of the home shirt. Still 50 euros, eh? What, like, what did the quality of that feel like? It's exactly the same. Just Literally feels the, like it, it would be Adidas product in terms of yeah, the material. Just without the branding, which again... It's really good, but when you're missing the free stripes off the sleeve, that's quite a big part of the design, isn't it? And that's missing. But still, it looked great. And a couple of the lads I was with picked up that one because, yeah, not everyone wants to spend 150 euros on a, on a football shirt. A couple of weeks ago, we spoke about this, actually, because I mentioned it was similar when I went to the Galatasaray shop in Turkey. So they they have similar where they have basically almost identical to the on-pitch shirts, but just without the Nike branding. So I don't know, maybe, maybe it's just a bit more common across Europe than we we think it is, or maybe select clubs just choose to do it. I mean, I do think that for, for some people, I think it's a good idea. I mean, cost cost if it's worthwhile, then it's a good idea. But it's hard. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Tom. It's a bit hard for me. Like, I don't, I don't think I could go to all the way to Benfica and then pick up an unbranded shirt personally. But I suppose that's because, you know, we're collectors, aren't we? And we snobby bastards so. <laughs> <laughs> what's got what's got well i did share this with you two in the in the dms um but i did pick up the greatest football shirt of all time as we revealed on our podcast which was the holland 88 so i did manage to find one a japanese market version which is the one most similar to the one the, the shirt the players wore Thanks for Scott and his brilliant knowledge on the Holland 88 version. So, yeah, I got that and I got it. I think, I mean, it was pricey, don't get me wrong. We're talking three figures, but I think I got it at a very good price. And it's certainly a price I've never seen one for sale at. So, yeah, that comes, should be coming in the next couple of days. I can't wait. Well, what can you say? There's, It's kind of like, it, I think every collector would like to have one 
in their collection, wouldn't they? I think we, we'd all snap one up if one came along at the right size and the right price at the right time for us to buy it. So, yeah, fair play. I think it's a, a cracking one to have. Whether it really is the best football shirt of, of all time or not, I still think is up for debate, even though, we, you know, we, we kind of tried to settle it. But, yeah, no, it's, it's as iconic as they get, really, isn't it? You can't argue with democracy, Mike. You bloody Remainer. <laughs> <laughs> and we're fresh off the back of the anniversary of that shirt being worn in the final as well. I think the anniversary was a couple of, maybe 10 days ago as well. So uh, a very top shirt. Mike, you've been somewhere this weekend. Did you buy any shirts? <laughs> I uh, I have been somewhere this weekend. I didn't pick up any shirts whilst I was there purely because... Anybody who follows me on the socials would be already bored of the fact that all I'm buying at the moment is Fenerbahce shirts. So unfortunately, there weren't quite any there for me to pick up. But I went up to Birmingham and I met up with a couple of fellow collectors, uh, specifically speak Ollie, who, who used to do his own podcast, as everybody will know, friend of the pod, Pedro. And one of my oldest friends in football shirt collecting, Sai, who is uh, Nomad Football on Twitter. And we went along to the RFF, which is the Retro Football Fair, that was put together predominantly by Tom at Circa 88. And do you know what? It was actually a really good day out. Nice to see some familiar faces and and so on. There are a few people said hello. I'm going to be honest. I weren't sure who you were because I think you're faceless accounts. So remember that if you don't put your face on Twitter and you say hello, we might not know who you are. But there were a few familiar people there. Got to catch up with Jamie and Tanya from Football Shirts for Charity again, which is always nice. But yeah, it was just, to be honest with you, it was a huge room full of football shirts. What, what more could we want? Smell it now. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you went. And you didn't buy anything. I mean, that shows some real restraint, Mike. It really does. Yeah. Do you know what? It, I'll be honest with you. It was really, really difficult. Ollie grabbed himself a really nice sort of like team uh, team guy steer uh, Mexico jumper, which was which was quite cool. Uh, Pedro got himself a lovely, you know, the blackout Germany away shirt with a, I think it was a Muller name set on um, from uh, I think it's Max at away day football shirts. They picked a few things up, but yeah, I'll be honest with you. I'm just being too fussy at the minute. I'm really, really trying hard not to deviate from what I'm specifically collecting at the moment because we know it's like we all start to run out of room and I really am running out of room. So th- there were some incredible shares. I think the the pick of the the sellers not to be, you know, saying someone's better than another one, but the seller that specifically had some incredible shirts up there was uh, Football Finery. They had some amazing shirts, including one of my favourites they had was... Do you guys remember, I think it was late 90s, there was a, a Reebok uh, goalkeeper template that was worn by uh, Jose Luis Chilever for Paraguay and Bosnich and David James were at Aston Villa, I think, Sander Vesterveld at Liverpool, and it had like these weird like swirls that went down the body and a few sort of like, weird shapes coming off, real real smart shit. They, ha- they actually had, you know, Spanish goalkeepers had that thing for sort of like having personalised goalkeeper shirts. You remember Molina that played for Atletico? They had mm. his version of that with his name all stitched onto the collar and the name set, which That's was cool. absolutely lovely. Not my size, but Ollie actually, he was tempted by that one, then realised he'd about to squeeze himself into it. But yeah, no, there, there were a lot of shirts to choose from. I could see a lot of stuff being picked up and bought. So I know a few sellers have made a killing over that weekend. And in a week where Indiana Jones has got a new film out in the cinemas, it's a good reminder to shop indie, shop indie all the <laughs> way, guys, because the prices are good. 
that was definitely the message you know all credit to him as well the, the, the prices were really good in general over the weekend there were a few of the same shirts around and they were all around the same brackets you know people were picking a lot of stuff up so the price has to be right doesn't it if people are buying it so yeah no it was good it was good I think uh, I think a few of us are speaking about maybe heading up to the next one that's going to be in Sheffield as well so we might we might show our faces there as well well, the pictures looked fantastic. Like I said, the stalls looked brilliant. So well done to you, Mike, for not uh, not picking something up and bending your rules. Shall we move on now to some new releases? Let's do it. Right, so we're not doing the usual news this week because there's just been so many new releases. It's been pretty hard to keep track of them, especially as I can't refresh on Twitter and see what shirts have come out. So we're going to have a pretty pretty mixed bag of shirts this week. Usual format, gentlemen. I'll read out the shirt. You've got three words to review it. And I'll tell you what, as a bonus, because there's no news, if you want to follow up at the end with a little focus on any of the shirts, feel free to do so. You understand? Got it. Understand. We're going to go Tom then, Mike, and we'll kick off with Schalke away. Schalke shirts are boring. They have been for years. Very, very meh. Big one with PSG's away shirt? Again, doesn't doesn't do anything for me. Just by the numbers. Yeah, not for me, that one. Castore have gone Dutch with Feyenoord. I like this. I think it's hard to mess up a Feyenoord shirt, but looks classy. Good for Castore. I like the shape of this. We've got Ed Sheeran with Ipswich Towns away shirt. Do you know what? I'm going to be controversial. People seem to love this, but I, I don't get it. It's not for me. I, I like it, and I am breaking our little three-word thing, but I think what puts me off is they've put the gingerest man in the world in an orange shirt for the promo photos, which does not make it look particularly good. But I think it's a good shirt. They've embraced it. Any feelings on the home shirt, Tom? A home shirt's good. Again, it, I like the collar. It feels like that Marcus Stewart era Ipswich, which is a fond one for me. Yeah, I was going to say very old school. Next up, we've got Saudi Arabia. Sorry, we've got Newcastle's <laughs> away shirt. Sports washing to the max, this one. Yeah, no, I don't. I've got nothing to say about it. I'm literally, it's, it is one of those few shirts because of the situation with it. And when I look at it, I do think it's right what, what it is. It's not for me. Sport washing aside and the fact it's Castore. I actually really like that pattern. I think it's, I mean, I really, really like it, but uh, we'll move on. Fiorentina's away shirt. It's an odd one, this, and excuse the pun, but I think it will grow on me, that floral pattern. Less Fiorentina, more Florentina. Good. (laughs) We missed you. Wonderful floral sash. Is it a sash? Would you call it a sash? It almost is, isn't it? Because it's kind of like... They've kept it below the sponsor, but it do, it is a continuous band all the way across, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I think it would be a sash, yeah. Yeah. Imagine, imagine what that might look in, like in long sleeve, though, because it's both the flowers have got uh, and the floral patterns on both the sleeves. So in long sleeve, would that go all the way down? You'd hope Thank so, you. wouldn't you? We'll move on to Boston United's away shirt for Mumbra. Genuinely one of the best releases of the summer so far. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, absolutely fucking banging that shirt is. Liverpool's away shirt. Again, this might shock people as everybody knows my fondness for Liverpool, but I think this is a great shirt. It really is, I think. Uh, Just to try and relate to the kids that listen, uh, it's very Minecraft Creeper inspired, isn't it, AD? Yeah. There's one for the youth. One for the youth. (laughs) The youth. (laughs) Next up, we have got the Biggest European club in Mizuno's stable, that is Augsburg. Uh, their home and away shirts came out. 
I really like that. I'm always fond of a, a, a double coloured central stripe. I think it looks good. It's like a Portugal away shirt. That's a shout, actually. Yeah, it is. Great shout. Great shout. And the away shirt, the black with the uh, pants for it. It looks like two shirts mashed together to me. The bottom doesn't match the top half. I love it. <laughs> I think this one's class. I absolutely love it. I love. I know. This, sorry, sorry to break it. A few more words, but I love it. I love the pattern on the bottom. I love the the, the collar and cuffs. Looks brilliant. Love it. Hit of a week for my next one. Uh, staying in Germany, let's go with Frankfurt's new home shirt. I think this is really smart. I think that Nike template works really well on this. I like it. Retro inspired, brilliant. You can have as many words as you like to describe Barnsley's new home shirt from Puma. You know, I think this shirt has been a little unfairly judged. I actually think it's not as terrible as people are saying it is. If it had a better sponsor, it would look a lot better. But that sponsor is so intrusive and it looks like a madcap MLS shirt because of the American flag on the sponsor. If it had a better sponsor, that shirt would go down a lot better, I think. On the other hand, I think it's every bit as fucking awful as everybody <laughs> thinks it is. I think the sponsor is probably the worst part of it, along with the fucking design. <laughs> I hate the fact that this, the sleeves are plain red and there's the stitch that runs up, which cuts off a star. I just think it the, the collar looks like they've literally taken it off a late 80s shirt with no style and no class. I think it is fucking terrible. <laughs> I, th- I think I think it's the real reason that Michael Duff left Barnsley as manager. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's uh, both sides of the coin there. Uh, what we got next? We've got Middlesbrough's home shirt. It's, it's very by the numbers, this Borough shirt, I think. Just very uninspired. Yeah, a bit boring. Macron and Club Bruges has been a great partnership, but they released the away shirt this week. It's clean, but not as good as last year's away shirt. I'd agree. Not as good as last year, but good. League Two powerhouse Swindon Town released their home shirt. I'm a big fan of this. As we all know, I love a shirt that pays homage to local area and the magic roundabout all over this is fantastic. Great answer, Mike. Two answers. One, fuck Swindon. B, I hate the fucking magic roundabout. It's an absolute <laughs> abomination and oh, you, it should not be celebrated. So fuck this shirt. <laughs> you didn't have to do your driving test on that magic roundabout <laughs> all, all four times. <laughs> We've got another 90s inspired Umbro banger. I don't want to leave the witness, actually. Just a 90s inspired Umbro shirt. Carlisle United's away. Not as good as the Boston offering, but still good. If, if the Boston one hadn't come out, this would be a, a lot better ranked, I think. For me, it's, it's great. Just more Umbro brilliance. And the home? Home, I think this is also one of the best releases of the, of the summer so far. Brilliant shirt. This looks too much like a bus seat. Ah, oh, Mike. Uh, I, I, I don't dislike it. I think it is that thing when you when you hear something and someone says, oh, it looks like a bus seat. It does. Where I'm from, it was always stagecoach buses and it looks like a stagecoach bus seat. I just, yeah, it, I don't hate it, but it looks like a bus seat. Moving on to the final two then, we've got Manchester United's home shirt. Pains me to say it, but I really like this Man United shirt. I think the, it's that really lovely deep red. I like the black the black details on it, the, the black stripes on the sleeve. Really nice shirt, unfortunately. Yeah, I think it's class. Um, I'm going to say a few more words on this one as well, because I actually think it's brilliant. I think it's the 
best shirt Adidas have given them by a long, long way so far. And I think also when it's matched up as a full kit, it looks absolutely glorious. The socks, I think, I believe their standard home socks are going to be black and they've got the same pattern within the socks that are in the shirt. And it, yeah, it looks spectacular. I think it's brilliant. And finally, finishing on a big one, Benfica away. It's lovely. I'm annoyed that this shirt hadn't been released when I was in Lisbon because I definitely would have picked it up. I think that the, the, the the colours, again, a lovely central stripe, albeit broken by the, the five different colours. Um, and I believe Pedro again gave us this snippet, but do they represent localities in Lisbon? Oh, no, they they they, they represent the, the different uh, continents of the world where Benfica's fan base are. I remember that's what he said. But yeah, really nice shirt. I think it's a cracker. Just a few words for me, and that is shirt of the season. Oh, sure. I, I, I know it's an early call, but I think it is absolutely brilliant that everything works about it. The the, the black base colour on it, those the, the colours running down the front, the collar, the cuffs, the Adidas template that's used. The sponsor looks good on it. The badge looks amazing. I think I think it's as near as you can get to a perfect football shirt. I think it's brilliant. Wow. Wow. I, it's beautiful. I'm not sure it's even the best shirt this week, but we'll go with shirt of the season from from. Who the fuck asked you? Well, we got we got the Swindon shirt out this week, and um, <laughs> and, and that Boston shirt. Honestly, I, I think that's really really fun. Really like that one. Do you know what? I think that one is good. And just just to go back to a couple of them in there as well. To be fair, to say a little bit more, I think one of the ones that I think is now starting to get a bit of credit when the leaks people weren't that keen is actually that Liverpool away shirt. I think seeing it properly, I genuinely think it looks really really good. I know we joke and say it, it reminds you of the Minecraft Creeper and that, and having a five-year-old boy, I see that a lot. But I think it's a, a brilliant shirt, a nice little nod to the past with an old shirt that they've had. Yeah, I think that was really, really good. Yeah, I, I echo that. I think it's really smart. I think, and it's a callback, which I know we don't always like, but it's a modernised callback. And I think it, it just works. It looks great. Lots and lots of new releases at the moment. So next week, we'll come back with some news. We will come back with new releases. And of course, in next week, we're probably going to see the biggest and best new release of the summer hitting from Adidas. So we'll await that. No, I wonder what that could be. (laughs) (laughs) Right, let's move on to this week's feature where we discuss some career in kits. Right. For those of you that follow us on social media, I know it's difficult at the moment, but uh, Twitter might be working by the time this goes out. For the last year, we've been putting out a regular segment, which is called Career in Kits, where we highlight one player and all the different shirts that they wore during their career. And this got us talking, didn't it, this week? It did, yeah. It's It's going to cause some controversy and arguments amongst us this, I think, though. Yep. Yeah, so this week, whilst we were looking at doing our next career in kits thread, and I suggested a Dutch winger called Johnny Rep, who played for Ajax back in the 70s. And I couldn't believe the shirts that he'd worn. And I mean, not just the clubs he played for, but the actual shirts he'd worn looked spectacular. And that got us thinking, I jokingly said, this has to be the best career in kits we've seen. And he got us chatting about what actually we thought were, was the best career in kits that we've seen. But as a start, this was Ajax, Valencia with a pretty awesome away shirt, an incredible Bastia shirt and St Etienne shirt. 
um, and a couple of decent Zwoll and Final shirts as well. And of course, he wore some of Holland's great shirts. So this was a strong effort, guys. I'm glad you started with Johnny Rett and I'm glad you've mentioned national teams because when I initially started doing this, I completely overlooked national kits and there's a lot of shirts to to not include in a career in kits, especially in light of our poll of the greatest ever shirts because so many of them were international shirts. So, I mean, I had a player in mind, but then I decided to change it based on the national shirts that the, the other guy wore. Yeah, who didn't make it? Who's your substitute? Again, I'm a little biased in this because he did play for Chelsea. And of course, I'm a Chelsea fan. I like Chelsea shirts. So I initially went with Hernan Crespo. And the reason for that is just the, the number of different clubs that he played for at a time when football shirts were great in the 90s, early 2000s. And I'm a big collector of Italian football shirts and he played for about 10 Italian teams. So it was always going to be with a little bias and the Chelsea shirts too. But just having a look over who he played for. So he played for River Plate when he started out his career. The classic white shirt with a red sash. We all love a River Plate shirt. Then he went to Parma, of course, at a time where they were really, really bloody good. Winning in Italy, winning in Europe. And of course, that's the peak of Parma kit. So he had the champion kits, blue and yellow stripes. Just can't get much more iconic than that in terms of club football in, in that era. Then he went to play for Lazio and it was those great Samsung mobile shirts. And of course, a lot of the shirts that uh, Lazio wore in Europe at that time, they were special kits, again, stripes, pinstripes, the, the light blue and white. And after Lazio, he went to Inter, iconic again. Then he played for Chelsea where he wore the, the centenary shirt, which is one of the greatest Chelsea shirts of all time, Umbro with the gold leaf. And then back to Milan again for Champions League winning and Champions League final shirts with the gold Name sits on the back, then back to Inter twice, played for Genoa too, so a little bit more niche, and then back to Palmas for some of their more modern shirts. So I just think for me and how I collect and the shirts I like, I mean, it's like the perfect wardrobe. And then, of course, he had Argentina on top of that, but just great shirts. It's, yeah, it's a good argument, to be fair. It, I think the, the beauty of having a conversation like this is I think that all the people that we're going to bring to the table, none of us probably are expecting and I wasn't expecting that and now you've said it when you do start to then just consciously start to look back at him and when you think about him as a player yeah there's there's some incredible stuff in there I mean he's one of the 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 photos we see rehashed a lot isn't he online like oh you know who remembers this or you know the, the like or retweet for hoarding it's always a picture of Crespo in one of those Palmer shirts or playing for Chelsea or River Plate and that's because he played for a lot of clubs but when he was at these clubs often he wore their most iconic kit so he had a very lucky career sartorially. It was like a, a right place right time thing as well and do you know what when I think of him one of the one of the photos I think of is is he holding a Premier League winner's medal he's just sat on the bench just kind of looking at it and you can see that for a man who's won a lot, it means so much to him to have won that. And that's that's one of my favourite football photos of all time. Absolutely. It's a, it's a brilliant, it's one of those brilliant photos where it's candid. It's not kind of set up. They've just caught him amidst the destruction of the changing room after the celebrations. And again, he's in that centenary Chelsea shirt with the gold. And yeah, he's just looking at the, the medal in disbelief yeah so it's a brilliant photo brilliant photo and he was a fantastic footballer as well Crespo I think sometimes because he had a little bit of trouble when he moved around a lot 
you forget just how good he was, even at Chelsea. I think it was a goal every two games. He he scored one of my favourite goals as well, one of my favourite finishes. And that is, I'm sure it was him. You tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> I'm going to be pissed off. It was actually the Champions League final. They lost against Liverpool um, yes. when AC Milan lost. The little chip o- yeah. over the keeper where he puts the spin on it to bring it mm. back towards goal when it lands. That you You can't teach that that's so instinctive and it's just it's it's one of them sort of like little skills that's overlooked in football over you know a top uh, a top corner curling shot from 30 yards but a little finish like that for me take that all day is just a, a perfect finish for a goal Danny Welbeck of course the master of that finish so um <laughs> you know, he's in good company <laughs> that's absolutely outrageous slander on poor <laughs> Hernan there <laughs> but that's a reminder that he didn't actually he's not the person I am putting forward because I think I thought someone better and again slightly biased in my reasonings but I don't know I'll let someone else talk before I go on to that well, you got a second choice Mike I did actually look it's a little bit sort of like left field to be honest with you and I just kind of started looking at football kits that I like and 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 so on and one of the players that came up, and people are going to probably wonder what the fuck I'm on about when I say this, but was Dirk Cow. And do you know what? He's he's only got a short career within foot within football when you look at the clubs, but the shirts he's worn dur- during that stint were all really, really good football shirts, especially for a modern footballer. So he started at Utrecht in, in the 98-2003. Have you ever looked at Utrecht shirts? Oh, who doesn't love a Utrecht shirt? Exactly. <laughs> but they're genuinely, there's some class shirts. And then on to final. You, we've said it already on this pod. Who doesn't love a final shirt? They're, they're classy shirts. And especially for the era that he played for them, sort of like the, the mid to, mid-2000s to again. And then for me, when he went to Liverpool... He was there for one of the best eras of their kits. He, he, you know, when you think of Liverpool and their Adidas kits, you think of Dirk Cow. And I know that like they're a bit hit and miss for people, but genuinely, it, I I have a soft spot for Liverpool kits, and it is those Adidas ones. Like that one where wasn't it? Was it Bellamy? And it wasn't. Was it him that were having that spat about fucking the trying to with golf clubs? Yeah. I think of that green and white Adidas shirt, and I love that shirt. And I know Liverpool fans do as well because I'm sure didn't the the guy from Redmen TV pick that as one of his Steve favorite Hall. Liverpool shirts of all time? Yeah, yeah. So, so he was at Liverpool for, for an era that a lot of Liverpool fans regard as being a good kit era as well. And then from there, he went to Fenerbahce, which obviously at the moment I'm obsessed oh. with, which is how this came oh, along. One, uh, there and, we go. And, yeah. but, but he was there for some really, really good kits as well. And then he finished his career. <laughs> yeah. And then he finished his career back at Feyenoord as well. Again, we've already said it. The final don't really do bad shirts. And he actually had some incredible ones for his last games as well. But also adding to that, the international side of things as well, because one of the nations that we all have the shirts of, because again, they don't really do bad shirts, is the Netherlands. And and it's one that not a lot of people are going to come to the table and go, yeah, Dirk Cout had a brilliant career in kits. But if you actually take a step back and look at it, he did pretty fucking well. He did all right. I mean, the final shirts would have looked the same in 2003 when he played as they did in 2015 when he went back. <laughs> so, I mean... You're putting I'd... a team guy shirt in there as well, Mike. Yeah. A yeah, but shirt. you're also... I like to team, I like team guy shirts. I, I've always been a bit of a fan of them. I like, I like the Germany ones, but Bayern had a variation of it as a shirt. Yeah, no, I do I do like those. That, that era of Liverpool shirts, I'm a big fan of. Even the bright yellow away ones that, you know, some people are not so keen on big fan of it so once you put your club bias aside you went for something else yeah 
I did. There might still be a little bit of club bias in there as well. <laughs> so, all right, look, I'll tell you, the, the, the player I picked is for me having one of one of the best careers in kits of all time is Stefan Effenberg. So if you look at the, the teams that he played for, so we started at Borussia Mönchengladbach in the late 80s to, to 1990. They had some unbelievable Puma templates back then. I don't know if anybody remember the one I mean with some weird sort of like uh, asymmetric shapes on the top with stars in it and so on. That I think sort of like uh, Eintracht Frankfurt war as well. From there, he went to Bayern for a couple of years in the really early 90s, you know, wearing the early 90s shirts and then into the, the 91 with the, the three shoulder stripe template, which everybody's a fan of. Then he went to Fiorentina. So some of the best Fiorentina shirts, obviously, of all time were there for his era. You know, the big seven-up sponsored Lotto shirt, this the the infamous swastika shirt. Not the first German to appear in a shirt like that. (laughs) (laughs) Trust you to pick a player with a swastika on their shirt. Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna just hash over that and move on. Thank you very much. And then obviously from Fiorentina, he went back to Bayern for from '98 to the early 2000s. The 98 to 2000 time in particular was a really good era for Bayern. We've, there's that iconic, probably for the wrong reasons, uh, Champions League shirt that they lost in the final to United with, as well as a couple of good shirts. Then he spent a couple of years at Wolfsburg. Wolfsburg, just decent shirts. And then the one thing I will say is the blip, the stain on his career when it comes to football shirts is that he spent a year at Al-Arabi. And I did check just to see if any of their shirts were any good and they're fucking dog shit. So <laughs> that is the one stain on his career. So then just to go back and end it on a positive, you got to think that he also obviously played international football for Germany. He played from 1991 through to 1998. He wore pretty much all of the most iconic shirts that Germany have had. So if he played in 91, he probably would have worn at some point, I imagine the, the 1988 to 91 template. I need to check that to be sure, but I've got vague memories of him in it. Then there's the 92 home and away. The 92 away is my favorite Germany shirt of all time. And then it just goes on the 94 home and away. Brilliant. So just in general, that, that guy has never really worn bad football kits. Apart from in Al Arabi. Yeah, but we're going to pretend he didn't do that for the sake of this future. <laughs> we can't, we can't, we can't, Mike. It's a, it's a body of work. Imagine you read a book, right, and you love the book, and then the final chapter is absolute shite. Or you watch a movie and the end's really, really bad. It, like, and it is the end. Supposed to, yeah. You're with me, Tom, yeah? Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I think if we're talking about the best career in kids, they can't have a dad. I'll tell you what I'll do then, right? As a little counter to that, if, we say, if we're comparing this to reading a book or watching a movie, you know when you read a book and you finish the book, and then at the end of the book, there's like a little paragraph that's been written by someone and you literally couldn't give a fuck. So you put the book down and you move on. That's what it is there. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, okay. Come on then, Tom, what's your number one choice? And is there any club bias in it? <laughs> there is bias. Oh. Well. I'm sorry, everyone, but but it's interesting that we've spoken so much about the international shirts, and as I said before, it would have been Crespo, but then I thought I'd forgotten about so many good international shirts, and we've mentioned it a couple times again on this pod already about the poll we did, the greatest shirts of all time. I've just bought the shirt that was number one. So I think we should have a Holland 88, someone that wore that Holland 88 shirt. And funny, Mike mentioned Dirk Coy as well. Of course, loads of Netherlands shirts. And it's interesting that the person I've picked has played in for the Netherlands too, and in that 88 shirt. So we'll talk about his international history. 
and I'm talking about Rude Hullet here. So you've got some of the best Netherlands shirts of the 80s. You have the, the 88 one, you have the, the kind of white with the trefoil and the white details that they wore in 85. I think he wore that one too. And then in the 90s, he wore those great Lotto Netherlands shirts as well, which everybody remembers, Euro 94 and uh, the, the variation of that just before I think it was 92. So they're some of the greatest international football shirts we've ever seen and the, the greatest football shirt we've ever seen, apparently, according to democracy once again. And this is before we've even spoken about his club career. So he started out at a club called HFC Harlem and I did look like Mike and uh, probably not as bad as the El Arabi shirt, but it's a pretty standard blue with red trim, but it's kind of his youth career. So we can, we can gloss over that, I think. And then he also started at Feyenoord. This is where his professional career really took off, but not just any Feyenoord shirts. These are the early eighties Feyenoord shirts. So they're known as the greatest Feyenoord shirts of all time. And they're really hard to come by. They're Puma made. And it's that iconic sponsor, the, the Gooden Gids, like a yellow box on the home shirt that breaks up the, the red and white panel in. And then the away shirt they had was that kind of famous gold, yellow, again, with a Gooden Gids sponsor on the front. And I think that's a really hard to come by shirt if you're a Feyenoord collector. And then after that, he wore the Feyenoord shirts again with the Opal sponsor across and the kind of like lightning bolt. Again, lovely, lovely shirts. Then he moved on to PSV. And this is where we first started playing with the Trefoil and the Philips sponsor across the front. Classics, you can't argue with that. And then this is one of the shirts I put in my top five of the greatest football shirts of all time. He moved to Milan where he wore that Kappa Mediolanum shirt. Again, some of Milan's best ever shirts, the Kappa generation with all that lovely jacquard, the 1988-89 European final away where they won the Champions League. Again, one of the hardest shirts that it comes to find for any kind of price if you're a collector. So many good away shirts. And then he moved back into Trefoil again with Adidas and Milan. Again, the lovely little details with the, the trophies on the, on, the, on the front chest. And then he had the Motta sponsor. Again, th th these are some of the most recognisable football shirts in the world. And another one we mentioned on our poll, he ended up playing for Sampdoria. Again, just beautiful, beautiful shirts. Home away third, red, blue, white, black. It's just shirt perfection in their ASICs era. Back to Milan, he goes again for Motta. And then, of course, back to Sampdoria. Again, the same iteration, but with the lace collar this time. So he's done, he's done these clubs in like every which way they've had shirts. He's done it. And they're some of the most famous shirts you, you can think of. And this is where the bias comes in. He moves to Chelsea, classic era, core sponsor, Umbre made, that brilliant, some say horrendous, graphite and tangerine away shirt. He wore that. That was his first season in London. And then moving on to some of my favourite shirts of all time, the yellow away shirt with the light blue, kind of baby blue stripes. And then the autoglass era, which Chelsea are rumoured to be re-releasing this year for their current shirt, which is the blue with the white sleeves and yellow trim. So I just think, Pull it both club wise and national 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 team wise. It's hard to argue with any of those shirts. I think, but I don't know what do you guys think. You make a great point. Actually, I think about our top twenty poll, and he must have worn probably three of those shirts in our top yeah, twenty. I think he? he. I think he. The Milan shirt was in there. The Sampdoria shirt was in there. The Holland eighty eight was in there, and I think he must have had a couple. I mean, he wore three of the shirts I put into my five. So I think he's got, for me, strong shout. hard to argue. That's I think you, you, you do put a good argument across. The only thing I would say is I, I, I think that you're brushing over his start. If it's, I mean, if you were going to read a book and the first chapter was shit, would you read the rest of it? 
That's Mike. all I'm going to say on that. I one. love I love that example, Mike. Yeah, exactly. It's, it, yeah, but in, in all fairness, no, you, you, you're right. It's it's hard to argue against it, like you say. As everybody knows, I'm not the biggest lover of Italian football shirts, but he did happen to wear some of the best of all time that that literally can't be debated. And as a positive for him, he wore what I would say is my favourite Chelsea shirt of all time as well. Which oh, is interesting. That. So that's that uh, tangerine and graphite mm. away shirt that they had um, with the, the core sponsor. I think that is a brilliant football shirt and a brilliant template. And when I think of uh, Rude Hullet, it takes me back to my youth, you know, the time he signed for Chelsea. I was, what, 10, 11 years old. And, and it was really, it was a big thing to see Rude Hullet coming into English football. So, yeah, it's it's difficult difficult to argue with that, Tom. Oh, I'm pleased. I'm pleased to put that across. But, AD, you we've given you one with a terrible ending and one with a terrible start. So the pressure's <laughs> on. <laughs> Tell you what, this this has got it all, OK? This has got it all. We're going to be arguing Is it, it going to take a shitty dip in the middle? Because then we got the hat trick. No, no, no. This is, this is, you know, not only was this player born in 1966, which is a strong year, OK? Tick in the box. He played in trefoil shirts, played in Lotto, he played in Nike. He played in South America and he played in Italy during the 90s. This is going to this is going to blow your socks off, gentlemen. OK, and I'm going to start with the international shirt. So we are talking about Abel Balbo. If you don't know him, he's one of the greatest marksmen of the 90s. But he came through playing for Argentina and he played in the trefoil shirts of the late 80s. He played in the Lecoq Sportif shirt, Italia 90. Of course, he played in those famous adidas shirts as well into uh into usa 94 and for shirt perspective this guy had it all and if we're looking for strong start middle and ends he started at mike's favorite argentinian club knob that's new all old boys with an incredible half and half shirt um of course they colors with the biggest trefil badge you've ever seen and and the biggest club badge so this this guy was wearing brilliant shirts from day one he then gets a move to river plate another argentinian powerhouse and again a trefoil shirt i mean this is serving up a pretty strong appetizer here goes across to italy and to udinese at first and you're thinking mm, udinese have had the best shirts have a look at udinese shirts in the early 90s we had delicious adidas shirts with those long stripes all the way down the line down the arm we had your classic ABM shirts. Now, if you've not got an ABM shirt in your collection, you need to get hold of one. And they finished moving across into Lotto as well. So he ticks a lot of boxes there. He then gets the privilege of signing for one of the best clubs in the world and wearing <laughs> one of the greatest shirts of all time as he moves to Roma and dons the famous Adidas shirts of the mid-90s. He has to unfortunately move from Roma, but the shirts don't get any weaker. He goes to Parma. And he starts playing in these brilliant lotto shirts just before the championship uh, champion era, but still some great shirts. He then gets a move to Florence. Yes, he even wears Fiorentina Fila shirts. Not quite Nintendo, but he still gets the Fila shirt on and one of the, one of the best Fiorentina home shirts we've seen. Now you're thinking that Roma career can't be bad, but this guy, he wasn't the only one that managed to wear those early 90s shirts. He moves back to Roma, so he gets to wear the Kappa Scudetto winning shirt. And the following year, he gets to wear the Scudetto patch as well when he's playing for Roma with uh, with one of Roma's greatest Kappa shirts of all time. And then, you think he's done it all in Argentina? No, he even goes back in the noughties to play for Boca Juniors 
and one of the most iconic Nike templates with that Pepsi sponsor in the northeast as well. Gents, I'm done. I mean, you've blown the Crespo argument out of the water because I think Balbo definitely beats that career. And they're fairly similar shirts too, but Balbo's are better. I do find it interesting how every single one of us has picked a player with <laughs> heavy club bias. <laughs> I guess we've all gone with what we know, right? It's a starting point. <laughs> Like Tom, I think you put across a good argument, but it, you know, see, seeing as the whole point of this is to try and kind of maybe maybe find a negative in there. You're right, big fan of knob shirts, so you know that, that was a great start. I do think it was a slightly weak ending with the Bocker. I'm not a big fan of Bocker shirts in general, and the only thing I would say is I'm gonna get a light for this. Argentina have never really had that much of a good home shirt. Oh. They're generally quite samey. I'm just not away shirts. Yeah, yeah brilliant. Some some of the best ever. That you know the the '94 away one where Maradona was coked off his tits screaming down the camera. <laughs> that's one of the best, most iconic shirts of all time. by War, by the way. Yep, yeah, and that's exactly. Yeah, that's why I use that as an example. Yep, yeah, because it's a good one. But I'm just not that sold on a lot of their home shirts. I I I can't I couldn't pick one in my head that I thought was even the best Argentina home shirt. Okay, Wait, right, let, let's just move on. So obviously, I, I've, <laughs> won, <laughs> I've won career and crits. We're going to let Tom go across and take you apart on this Argentina home shirt piece. I, I just think you're a big fan of Knob, but not Lecoq. Lecoq sportive <laughs> shirt, Argentina shirt, is one of the best of all time. Come on. Even no, the badge, I, it's, it's shiny gold stitch. How can you not like shiny gold stitch? I don't know. Do you know what, mate? I don't know. It's it's just genuinely, it's, it's just one of them shits. And, and this is not just all joking aside from the whole career and kits argument that we're doing now. It's one of those things that I kind of try not to get caught up on when I see people putting on sort of like Twitter and stuff about how brilliant Argentina shirts are because I legitimately generally look at them and go, yeah, but are they? You know, it, <laughs> they are, uh, and I know some people might say you're you're literally collecting fellow battery shirts. They're pretty much all the fucking same. Yeah, they are. I'm not going <laughs> to deny that, but I like them. I like the colours of them. I just think that yeah, I, I don't know. I think that the, the, going back to the guy though, you're right. I think he had an incredible career in kits, but I do think the only one I I I think Effenberg's international career in kits is better than Balbo's. Effenberg didn't even play for Germany for like most of the mid nineties. Wasn't he? Wasn't he banned from the from the team or something? We for... don't need to worry about that. It's it's. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you being like this? Well, I well I think I, I think you've put a fantastic argument about Balbo, and I think he does beat Crespo. But what I would say, if I have to pick a negative with it. He's worn a lot. You don't of have great... to, Tom. Tom, you don't have to. <laughs> He's worn a lot of great clubs' kits, but they're not the best kits of those clubs. Whereas I think someone like Hullet has worn the best kits of the clubs he would be played for. I, I I actually agree with I actually agree with Tom on that. I I, I I do you know what? If this was a voting thing, I would say Hullet takes it, even though even over my own choice of Effenberg, because I think that was a little bit too influenced by the Bayern shirts, because he wore a lot of my favourite Bayern shirts. I think that Tom's actually spot on. I said, I, I think if you look at the sh- the actual shirts that Hullet wore, whether it's Holland, the Milan, the Sampdoria, the Chelsea, I think he's actually right. I I think Hullet has worn almost all of, if not the best shirts those clubs have ever had. 
yeah, objectively, there's there's three of the top twenty in there, so um, it's hard to argue with. Oh, that just just before obvious, we actually... obvious choice. <laughs> <laughs> just before we 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 call that the winner, do any of them really beat Dirk Cow? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, look, we don't need to answer that. We can move on. Craig Bellamini's golf club can beat Dirk out and our choice is a shirt and career and kit certainly can. I mean, this is one reason we've done this when Scott's not here because we all know what a player he would have picked. Oh. <laughs> We'd have been here for two hours listening like per shirt as well, wouldn't we? He would have got his knob out as well. <laughs> <laughs> He's football shirt, people. He's football shirt. <laughs> Okay, maybe we'll um, we'll share those in threads in future weeks on the uh, on the socials, and people can be the judges. Although, yeah, we're going to hand it to you, Tom. From a panel perspective, we're going to hand it to you. But we'd, we'd like to hear everybody else's shouts as well. So, if, if you've got any that you think uh, beat Tom's rude hullet career in kits, please send them in to us at we don't give a flying fuck dot com. <laughs> there, um, there was one guy I almost went with, but I didn't because of two reasons: a because we've already done the thread on him and B, because he was a guest a couple of weeks ago and people think we're trying to milk it. But that was actually Alexi Lalas. I looked back over his career again and he's fucking incredible. But I thought I won't, I won't bring that one in because we've already done it as a thread. So it's too easy. We'll go Connor Washington career and kits next week, shall we? 100%. Excellent. That wraps up this week's little mini feature. Hope you had fun there. We certainly did. Uh, we enjoyed chatting it for the last few days and we enjoyed chatting it with you lot as well. What have we got coming up over the next few weeks, gents? Wow, I haven't confirmed it with, with you guys yet, but I think it's about time we started another poll, really, isn't it? For a, a, bit, a big shirt, top 20 again. So I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to come up with a few different topics for what this shirt can be, this, this top 20. And at the minute, I'm kind of stuck between doing an era then I'm still kind of leaning towards doing the top 20 worst shirts of all time, because I just think that that could throw up some really, really interesting thoughts. And I mean, when we, if we do this, I want them to be shit shirts. I don't want them to be shirts that people go, Oh, but everybody fucking loves it. And I hate it. That's true. You're just being different. We're talking the legitimately shit shirts, the ones covered in fucking prawns and <laughs> anything by Castore and the, the one that looks like a pint of lager. The really, really bad shit. So that, we've just got in our best 20 votes, not in the gym, in the 20, <laughs> but people, people did vote for this. Yeah, but there's no accounting for taste, is there? <laughs> right, we, we should do this and we should go worse, yeah, Tom? I, I like the idea of worse shirts. But yeah, just, just, just talk me through this, right? So when it comes to the Puma third template, what, what do I do? Get, do I have to vote for every single, like my top five worst Puma? Do you know can what? We have that as a, Be, I, I, I think because of the nature of this, this vote, I think this might be one that we do say templates can be included. Because when, when you're talking about the best shirt of all time, Saying a template is too broad because, as we've always talked about, when you're talking about the best shirt of all time, moments are associated with it, memories, nostalgia. So, you know, whilst we probably all agree the Ipswich template is the greatest template of all time, it was too broad to let that go in as a vote. But when you're talking about the shittest shirt of all time, yeah, there are some really fucking bad templates. <laughs> so, do you know what? I think we'll do it. I think we'll let people name specific shirts. I think if people put in a specific Puma third will count it as a vote towards that template because I'd quite like to see that template up at the top of this this poll. 
Yeah, I think that's fair. It's hard to differentiate, isn't it, between those Puma thirds? But it by really the way, I, I am about to buy one of those. That'll be two that I've got. What's the oh Fenerbahce? Yeah, but I might genuinely, I might legitimately sell the Dortmund. I've got. <laughs> <laughs> I don't fucking need to, do I? <laughs> That sounds fun. We enjoyed the last uh, poll, so that sounds fun. We'll, we'll get that kicked off. What do we have coming up on the pod over the next few weeks? Well, I mean, AD, tomorrow, me and you, we're sitting down. We're going to record with an international footballer. Uh, his name has already been mentioned on his pod today, so I'll see if anybody can put two and two together and figure out who that is. So we've definitely got that coming up. And as we always say, we're always working on stuff, aren't we? We've, we've still got more international footballers to, we're, we're, you know, put trying to put together dates with, but these are busy guys, not like us just fucking sitting around doing nothing all the time. <laughs> but, uh, but we, we, you know, we, we got, we got a lot in the pipeline. I, I still want to go back and do the non-league feature that we've talked about in the past. Still plenty to come. And don't forget as well, if, if there's anyone that you think would be able to speak to us and you'd like to, to hear from, and perhaps even give us a bit of shit banter back, then do let us know because we're always open to suggestions. And ultimately, we just want it to be something you would like to listen to and a bit of fun as well. So yeah, let us know if you do have any suggestions. Brilliant stuff. Uh, So Scott's not going to be able to do the outro this week, is he? I know he wanted to. Tom, it's been a little while. Should we see if you can still remember it? I'll do my best. Shoot. Do I say they think it's all over? (laughs) (laughs) How the fuck can we not get this right every week? (laughs) Well, don't someone have to tee me up? Okay, okay, Mike, Don, you do the honours. They think it's all over. It is now.